13 statements. 1. I adore spirals. 2. I feel there are too many hard edges for people to break themselves against in this world. 3. I am all water and fire. My love is heavy and deep and warm. My angst is terrible. It must be minded. 4. Creating is about my own inner alchemy. Swimming in my water. Directing my fire. 5. I can pretend social grace is not native to me for only short periods of time. Six. My spine is a snake. She affects my movements. Seven. I feel memories are stored more in the body, less in the mind. Eight. I feel there is no technology higher than the wilderness. Nine. Words and ideas are technology too. Ten. I feel that our ability to regenerate is endless. Eleven. I feel that sex and conjuring are the same. Twelve. I serve only what and who I love. Thirteen. My name is Francine.
friend Ernie. He said to me, Soph, how come you never tell me when you're having an orgasm? I said to him, Ernie, you're never around. I'll never forget it, you know. I was having tea one time with my girlfriend Clementine. The doorbell rang. There was a delivery boy there with two dozen roses. I opened the card. It said, love, from your boyfriend, Ernie. I said to Clementine, Clementine, do you know what this means? For the next two weeks, I'm going to be flat on my back with my legs wide open. Clementine said to me, what's the matter with you? Ain't you got a vibe? I'll never forget it, you know. For the longest time, I didn't wear no underwear. Used to drive my boyfriend Ernie absolutely batty. One time I caught a terrible cold. Ernie said to me, Soap, you've got a terrible cold. You've got to go see the doctor right away. I said, all right, Ernie, make an appointment for me. So he rang up the doctor, and this is what he said, unbeknownst to me. Doc, I'm sending Soap over. She's got a terrible cold, but that's not the problem. The problem is, she don't wear no underwear. Do me a favor. Tell her the reason she got this cold is on account of she don't wear no underwear. You got that? Right. Oh, says the doc. So I, like a schmuck, shot on down to the doctor's office. Doctor says, open your mouth and say, ah. I opened my mouth. I said, ah. You can stop clapping. Doc looked down my throat. He said, so, you ain't wearing no underwear. I said, I beg your pardon? He said to me, so, you ain't wearing no underwear. I said to him, doctor, you can look down my throat and see I ain't wearing no underwear. He said, that's right, so, I said, doc, do me a favor. Look up my ass and tell him my hat's on straight. goodness. Happy day, everyone. A great moon day madness to you, and peace be unto you. It's the Angry Divas Radio Show, baby. kind of show, and I'm going to 
talk about my journey from uh, being born and raised in the church. Y'all know how we love to say that, okay? Born and raised in the church. <laughs> to walking the path of the goddess for my life and doing what makes sense for me in my life and releasing myself from whatever the moral judgments are that govern other people's lives because other people's morality in my past damn near killed me and actually has killed me in many past lives. And I've learned that lesson. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But before we get into all of that, of course, I have some announcements. Tomorrow is Taboo Tuesday in here, and we will be live at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And our show on Taboo Tuesday is fire. We are going to be talking about the mother wound. We're going to be talking about the way that sexual assault impacts women in a genetic sense, and this gets passed down in our DNA from child to child to child, these wounds, all the traumas that we experience, the way that they are passed down genetically through the DNA. And we're going to talk about certain remedies that we can apply in our lives to heal these fractures and these wounds. It is my honor to announce to you that I have the lovely and fabulous sister from Paige Mammy No More in the house tomorrow, okay? Pre-wisdom is in the house, time two, all right? Two pre's for you, too much for y'all. But uh, I'm glad to have Sister Cree Wisdom in here and um, really excited. We just today, we were talking, and she was asking me, can I pin something in our um, scheduled event? We have an event on Angry Divas fan page. You can check us out on Facebook, Angry Divas, the Dark Divine Feminine. Yes. And so we have an, an event there. And she was saying, can you pin it, like, to the top, like we would in a group? And we said, I don't know, let me see. And then I was like, you want to just create a group? I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm creating a group. So now we have the Healing the Mother Wound group on Facebook, and, you know, we do welcome you, those of, us, those of you who are listening uh, and have listened to our show in the past. We have talked about this a lot, and we can't talk about it enough. You know, there's a lot of work to be done, and it's not hard. It's actually quite worth it. You just have to invest your time and energy into yourself. So that's what we're doing together. I'm loving the way the group is coming along. The sisters are all welcome to post as much as they want. Um, and it's fine. I'm actually going to take some of the, I think I have it kind of like, I didn't really edit the group. You do have to be approved to be added to the group, but you can post at will. So make sure that you check us out. Send me a message on our fan page, Angry Divas the Dark Divine Feminine, or you can send me an email at angrydivas at gmail.com. Okay. So that you can be added to the group. We welcome you, sister. We welcome you. And it's time for us to talk about some of these things that have been offensive to our spirit and absolutely stagnating to our growth. And um, say it again, other people's morality has been killing us. So it is time we let go of the things people think we should do or must be and just be who the fuck we really are. That's all you got. So, we're going to talk about me going from Christian to sovereignty. Y'all got all the announcements. We know we're on new time. On Mondays, we're live at 2 p.m. because Diva is at dance class in the gym. And sorry, not giving it up. Nope, refused. 
I refuse to give it up. So we'll be live at 12, but Monday through Friday, live at, we'll be live at 2 on on Monday. And Tuesday through Friday, let me get my mind right, Tuesday through Friday will be live at 12 p.m., and you certainly do not want to miss our shows. We have Taboo Tuesday, Mercury Returns Wednesday. Throwback Thursday and free as fuck you Friday, right on the NCDU's radio show. So we're looking forward to, you know, seeing y'all here and take a sip of water. So my journey as a Christian, um, you know, started kind of the way everybody else's did. Um, we had our church, and this was a church that many people in my family had uh, been members of or gotten married in, had their babies baptized. You know, y'all know that the churches were once the cornerstone of the black community. They were shit today, but they once were the cornerstone of the black community by way of organizing, by way of actually taking to what this patriarchal God professes to represent, which is the masculine or the male, because we didn't unfortunately equated the two, that masculine and male is the same. That's not true. Masculine is an energy. It's not a body. But since the male form has been representing the masculine in this paradigm, this is the way that they go. And a part of that is providing and protecting. So it used to be that some of that went on. It used to be that people actually strove to be like Father Abraham and Mama Sarah. But unfortunately, things, of course, change, and, you know, now it's who can sing the best and who got the best dance group, and, you know, it's all something else. So I remember part of the journey. We started out, I was about nine years old, and the reason we started going to church is my mother's parents died within a year of each other. And for whatever reason, that in my mother's mind meant I got to get my kids into church, right? And I get it. You know, it's like too much death is happening. We got to go to God. We need some protection. You know, I get where her thinking, you know, was going at the time, but I still at the same time feel like for whatever reason, that may go to church. <laughs> and so church, we went, nine years old. And it was hard for me at first to take to it. When I said my prayers at night, y'all know the prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. God bless mommy and daddy and everybody. Name all your people, right? Y'all remember. You remember being a little baby and the way we were taught to pray, right? And after I got through with all of that, (laughs) I would always call on my father's mother in prayer. And I would call on her and I would repeat her name calling her name, and then I would ask her to protect our family and to make sure our cupboards were never bare and to protect us on our way to school and to make sure my father stopped acting up because he was acting fucking crazy. (laughs) I would call on Mama, right, my grandmother. I'm her namesake. I would call on Mama. So now we're going to church, and they're telling us to call on Jesus. And... That, for me, felt very uncomfortable because I called on Mama. And so I remember trying to explain it that it just didn't feel right. And I remember one of the sisters saying, well, what do? how do you pray? I said, oh, I always pray to my grandmother. 
I said, we've always been safe and we always have enough. And it might not be much, but we're all right, you know. <laughs> right? And my daddy even stopped acting up. <laughs> Mama got him straight, right? And so, of course, that's where the brainwashing started. And I was very resistant to it, very resistant, because I would see my grandmother. When I would call her, she would come and I would see her image, her form, before me. And she would talk with me and share things with me and warn me about little things and give me little heads up and help me to understand what I was seeing and feeling and going through being an empath and an intuitive and an oracle and all of it, you know? I remember I was probably about six or seven when this happened, but I remember seeing Grandmama come into the um, doorway of my room and you know what's so funny? To this day, I always like to stand in the tween spaces. I tend to like to hug one corner or the other of a doorway, preferably, or I'll be laying on the floor because that's just what I love to do. But I've hugged one of the corners of the doorway because I love that in-between space. You know, things pass through there, and you pick up a lot in those in-between spaces. But I remember she was standing there in the doorway, and she started to sing. Me and my sisters, all four of us, were sitting in the little room there, playing on the floor with blocks or something. The fuck, I don't remember what the hell we were doing. We might have been playing jacks for all I know. But we were playing with something. And I remember Grandmama came in. This was way more significant. And she just started singing, one of these things is not like the other. And she pointed right at me. And one of these things just doesn't belong. Right? <laughs> she pointed right at me. And she sang it. So I had all of these kind of experiences prior to going to church, so it just didn't feel right to me. But like I said, the brainwashing started and all of the, the, the kind of um, teaching and indoctrinating that goes on, and it is what it is, all the dogma that goes along with it. And over time, it ended up to stick because it helped me to understand, or I guess not understand, but as a child to define some of what we would now call gifts and abilities. You know, but as a little kid and everybody else don't got it, you just feel like you are a man out or like you're crazy or something, you know? Why do I see spirit and nobody else sees spirit? So now we're in this place with these people who's talking about the spirit and talking about the way spirit moves. And, you know, we were non-denominational church, but we were baptized, you know, um, very much so that fire and brimstone kind of preaching, but not, um, I don't know, it wasn't threatening. It didn't feel threatening. Our pastor was a woman. She was amazing. Oh, she was amazing. I mean, everything was great until they changed it up and then some dick came in to be the pastor. That's when it all got fucked up for me. But <laughs> Pastor Susie was something else, baby. You know, I used to love when she would get to preaching. I loved it. Our church was founded by praying women, prayer warriors, women whose prayers could reach the heavens, who knew how to direct their prayers who were basically Christian witches, but I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know that till now. I didn't understand that this is what it was. A little baby, you know, what did I know? And so how it all came to be an end, because I was totally, like, hooked by now. You know, I mean, I'm on the choir, I'm a usher, I'm the treasurer and the secretary of the youth department, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a junior preacher. I'm an ordained minister. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm doing stuff. <laughs> I'm all in. I'm all in. And then they sent some man. Our pastor decided she was going to retire. 
she kept doing all these Moses-ass sermons, and I knew something was up. She kept on talking about where's Aaron, where's Aaron or something, right? I, I started to get a little shaky in my boots when she kept saying, where's Aaron? Like, oh, please, please don't. No. Come with us. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't don't make yourself after Moses. Please don't do that. <laughs> but that's what she did. And then some penis came in and destroyed the church completely, robbed the church blind. Um, everything went all fucked up. We ended up having a hostile takeover of our church, and it is no more. That's what happened. And so when that went down, I mean, it was a lot. It was a lot. I'm not even going to get into all of it. It was a whole lot. But when that went down, um, everything just, everything that was sacred was tainted and just fucked up, you know, by him, which is so typical. This is so typical. Women get together and finally can agree on something, and it's beautiful, and there's some man coming and fuck it up. It's so typical. It's so typical, you know? It's so typical. But uh, after that, I was like, you know what? I'm done with it. Done. I kept saying to myself as a mantra, it never happened. It doesn't exist. To erase it all, performed a spell on myself. Not realizing what I was doing, but realizing what I was doing. I wanted it to work. I hoped that I could really just forget. And you know what? I did. For a long time. I finished high school. I started college. And I think it was about junior year in college when I started really studying black womanism and black radical feminism. Black radical feminism is just shit. What? But it's too much for you motherfuckers. All us black radical feminists seem crazy to you people because we're radical. The radical always seems crazy till you become the radical, and then you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> because that's how it was for me. I was like, I like some of what y'all writing, but I can't get with all of this. This just sounds very angry, right? Little Miss ignoring all of my anger at the time and pretending that everything was okay and trying my very best to piss rainbows and shit butterflies, right? It wasn't working, but I was trying. And so what was happening was I was encountering people who were actually embracing all that dark shit that I was trying to run from. And it was a mirror to me. And then I began to see it in myself. And then I began to see different shifts in my life and my relationship at the time um, in my family structure, the way I related to my family. I started putting myself first. One of the first things that one of those black radical feminists posted was a post about Callie Ma and how the black woman's insistence on being light like Christ is the thing that is fueling the white supremacist capitalist patriarchal paradigm. And then they posted a quote by Mary Daly, and I don't remember exactly but it was something to the effect, like I'm paraphrasing, all right, so don't don't fuck it up. Go look it up for her. But it was something to the effect of I don't understand how any woman who can call herself a feminist and understand feminist theory, eat, sleep, live, breathe it, and find herself in a church of God the Father when she knows how we got here, what that represents for her kind. And that did it for me. That was fucking it. 
It's one thing to know. It's another thing to live what you know. Some questions to myself. I didn't go fucking with other people about it. I talked to myself. We got about 60 seconds. I'm going to go a little into overtime. So if you wanted to hear the remainder of the show, 347-826-9930, call in. You could push one. You could not push one. I don't really give a fuck. But if you wanted to hear the last of the show, call in. 60 seconds, 347-826-9930. That's the last time I'm going to announce it. Thank you, everybody who's been listening so far. For everybody who's checking it out in the archive, we see you, boo. And thank you. Y'all make sure you check us out tomorrow, Taboo Tuesday. We will be in here with pre-wisdom, talking about the mother wound and the way that the, the wounding and insults and all of the oppression of women has impacted us negatively. But anyhow, back onto what I was saying. So I started trying to, you know, study more about this great goddess. You know? And of course I approached it the same way that I approached everything as a Christian. Where's her Bible? She don't have a Bible. What? Okay. Um, what kind of books about the goddess? How do I you know, like how do I know her? I started thinking of it literally, the way that I had been trained to. Then I started having all these experiences and and because I was talking a lot about radical feminism and the patriarchy, bang on the patriarchy at the time, years and years ago, I met women, amazing women, who, you know, heard me ringing my little bell and answered the call. And one of those women was teaching about the goddess and the dark goddess at that. And that was something that was like, oh, for me, dark goddess, what the hell is this? Like black? Like me? Okay. I was hooked, right? Because I equated dark to my skin, a black goddess, a dark goddess, and that's all true, but it was more. And that was my journey. I had to, I had to go through all of that to get back in remembering the very same thing that they even told us in church, the kingdom of heaven is within you. And greater is that which is within you than whatever the hell is out here in the world but to really live it and apply it and to not have anything that I must submit to in a sense that my will cannot be mine and my choices are not my own and I don't have the right to decide to really stand and do whatever it is that I please, regardless if it's pleasing to other people's sight. It's not about you. It's about my life. It's about what I want to do in my life. And that took balls of steel and a whole lot of trial and error, but it was worth it every step of the way. Maybe my journey's not your journey. Maybe your journey's something different, but you hear a little something similar. It's my honor to help you through that. I have sisters who come to me all the time, and they ask me about this. They ask me about going from being a Christian into, you know, being the goddess and, and feeling like they're betraying something or, or convicted in their spirit because they're going away from this God the Father and Jesus the Christ and all of this here. And I love to work with these sisters and to help them through that. One of the couple of the ways that we do this, because a lot of people don't know where to get started. I have a Help Me Get Started consultation, and it will be in the description box for the show below. I also have an Anger as Power mentorship for those of you sisters who need that. And most importantly is a 
five-week study on the dark goddess, entering the realms of the dark goddess. All of this will be in the description box below in the show here. And I want to say to you, thank you for listening. And if you have any questions, you know exactly where to reach me, baby. AngryDivas at gmail.com. You all have a wonderful rest of your moon day madness. And we'll see you in here for Taboo Tuesday, baby. Peace be unto you. And good night. Thank <laughs> you.